Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 379. Happy Wednesday. Today we're going to talk to Mark, a high school basketball coach, and he's got this great book out, which we'll talk about, but... um, it's really interesting, I think, and I think you're going to really enjoy it, kind of what it's like to be a high school coach in in New York City. You don't jump on a bus, but you jump on the subway. Uh, anyway, before we get to that, I wanted to give a big shout out to Dr. Dish. Make sure you go over and check him out. Mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll take really good care of you, give you $300 off your next purchase. Also, I can't imagine a better time to go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, yeah. Let me take my wife out to dinner. Let me keep these podcasts chugging. Uh, you know, let's go over and check it out. I think you'll love the community. You'll love uh, the like-minded coaches. Uh, I would say you'll find nothing else like it on the on the on the web. Uh, so go over and check it out. Let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Now, Coach, uh, you know I went to school out east. I'm going to have you introduce yourself um, and just give a little bit of background of you know kind of your journey you know, how, how we kind of got connected, that you're a high school coach, and then um, we'll dive into some other questions, and then we'll kind of end with uh, talking about your book, because I'm excited to hear about that. But um, So just introduce yourself to the people that are listening, kind of give a background of, of, of your uh, basketball journey, is what I say. So my name is Mark Skelton. I'm head coach at Fannie Lou Hamer Freedom High School. We're located in the Bronx. I've been coaching there for six for 13 years. I've been teaching there for 16 years. Um, you know, my journey starts uh, like like most guys in the East Coast. We grew up watching the Celtics. And <laughs> I was a Laker guy. I'm sorry. I was a Laker guy. Well, in the that, 80s. That, that, that's okay. Um, <laughs> we'll forgive you. But there's um, you know, but that 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 rivalry um, oh, is yeah. a great, great introduction into what sports is all about. I mean, you have some great players from 
you know, not just on the Celtics, but also on the Lakers. But then you can't forget about those 76ers teams. And obviously the Rockets and the Mavs, you know, so many great teams. And uh, I know everybody thinks the 80s was just the Celtics. Um, but again, I just remember the great series with even the Hawks. Oh, geez. I remember the Hawks. I remember the, the I remember Detroit. I remember the mm-hmm. Lakers. It's like it, it was one of those things for people listening that are a little bit younger. You, were, you, you, you had to pick one. Either in the 80s, you either had to like the Celtics or you had to like the Lakers. No, it was, it was black and white. It, it was east to west. There it wasn't was. in between. Absolutely. So, you know, the, so the, that was my formation and that was my, that's kind of cemented the way I kind of like thought about basketball and as I played and, and after I stopped playing and then I started coaching, there was this idea that, you know, team basketball actually wins and it's actually prettier to watch than one guy shooting 40 times. It is. But, uh, <laughs> and that's, um, now I just have this bias and um, it's ingrained. So, I mean, so give me a little bit, give me a little bit. Um, first of all, Boston is one of my favorite cities in the country, personally. I don't live there anymore. And, you know, I know, <laughs> you live in New York. It's different. I tell people Boston and New York are not the same. Um, mm-hmm. But I love Boston. I love Boston. I love New York, too. Um, I was just in New York this last summer because my brother got a place and stuff. I love, I love New York. Um, but anyway, uh, so explain what it's like to coach in a, in a city the size of New York. Is it hard to find gym space? Is it hard to find those kind of things? No, I think what, what, I remember talking to a guy, a coach from Wyoming, and he had to travel, you know, three, four or five hours. And he only had maybe 10 teams in his district. Okay. Um, we have just in the, you know, the way the public school athletic league is divided, it's, it's basically small, medium and large. Okay. And, and in the large schools, you have about 30, 35 schools. And then in the medium schools, you have over 100. And then in the small schools, you have about 120 schools. <laughs> and that's okay. just in the public league in the city. So it's not, it's, it's, it's very easy to find a game. Um, on any given night, there's hundreds of games going on. Um, and, you know, we, we, you know, it doesn't, and for your listeners, it's probably hard to imagine that we're up in the Bronx but to travel to Coney Island or travel to the you know far Rockaways, that's about almost an hour and a half to our drive. Or usually, but we're on the subway, and we take the subway and the buses to our games. There's no so yellow you, bus. Do you, so you, you do you get the guys together and you take the subway to a game? Yeah, we have metro cards and we swipe and we get we get on the you know get on the bus and and it's that's probably the one of the you know you think about it, you know you can imagine across the country and especially the NBA like when you watch the guys get off the bus you know like you no know, we're on a crowded bus where with commuters and everybody else going home at four thirty, uh, and it's tough to get twelve guys on a crowded bus sometimes. Oh, I yeah, I, and and to be honest with you, that, that I don't know if that's a. I mean, that, it's a it's a unique experience, but it's like um, like I just think about the bonding that our guys have on the buses that we take. You know, to our games are forty five minutes away. They get on a bus, they spend time yeah. together. Not that you guys aren't, but there's more of a stress level, I would think, from you to. Make sure oh, we get on bus. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, how big are the gyms that you play in? Uh, some are probably about as big as your bathroom, um, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, others uh, on a rare occasion are almost regular sized. Um, okay. <clears throat> high school, but uh, uh, New York City gyms, for whatever reason, whoever the the genius architect was a hundred years ago. <clears throat> um, must have passed down the floor plans because even the new schools that are being built are tiny 
So actually every gym that we play in is really just a, a place you just want to develop a nice, you know, full court press, because if you can press in the city, you'll win games. Right. right. And, and, and are there fans? I mean, are there a lot of fans that come to these games. Um, absolutely. I mean, I got to tell you the truth though. There are some gyms that we've had problems in and you, you, you can play in front of nobody. Right. There'll be just a security guard, but that's rare. Most of the time there's fans and there's teachers and, 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 you know, for us, um, we've established, we get a good fan base and the alumni come in, um, but there's not a whole lot of space. Right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. The way you're describing this right now, it's like, holy cow. It's like, where do they sit? Where do they like? <laughs> they stand, they sit on top of each and other. So, yeah. so, so explain. So in the five boroughs, there's probably how many schools? Well, just in the public league, there's, there's over 200. Okay. And then how does that, how does that work once tournament comes? Do you? Do you leave? So, yeah, we just play our we just play in our our, our school size, um, okay. and and that's you know this year fifty five teams made it um, <clears throat> to qualify for the playoffs. You just need a uh, five hundred record. Okay. So it's almost as big as you know, as the NCAA Division One tournament. Right. And so fifty five teams make it. You know the first you know eight nine ten teams get a bye, and now we're we're playing. And then what happens is, do you play at, do you, where, where's the championship? Uh, this year, it's usually at a local college. Okay. I mean, last year, it was at St. John's. Okay. Um, the, the bigger schools do play at Madison Square Garden. So they, they. The big they get, schools too. Yeah, oh, they get some preferential treatment. <laughs> they do. That's mm -hmm. funny. That's very unique. I, 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 I mean, mm -hmm. I've always thought that when I visit, I visit, I visited New York. It's like, okay. Because it's, it's like our kids will go outside and play or they'll find, you know, it's like, there's just not, I'm, I'm guessing there's gym, there's, there's courts. I've seen courts, but it's like space is so limited that, you know, it's not even like Boston where you kind of like, there's just, just more space. Um, right. Yeah. All right. So, go ahead. I just, you there's this space available. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your coaching philosophy. You kind of did initially, but tell me about kind of how you coach or your philosophy. So you usually I get guys that have played before, but um, you know that you can imagine a freshman walking in who's uh, may may not have played on the team. If he did, maybe they played eight games. Right. So you have. So we don't have a JV. Uh, the school's about you know four hundred and fifty kids. So I have to kind of grab two or three freshmen each year. Uh, and mold them and, and so and that's kind of the makeup of our team is you know uh, out of the you know freshmen sophomore junior seniors I take two or three of each and that kind of makes my varsity team right so teaching becomes a, a four-year trajectory you know I'm not asking the freshmen to uh, compete or you know they'll get on the court when we're up by a lot um, but they're you know their classroom is in, in during practice. Right. And they're physically, I, what I've noticed about freshmen, most freshmen are not physically ready, even if they have some skills. It's right. the difference between a 14 year old and an 18 year old is crazy physically. Yeah. Right. And, and then the mental part is the idea that like, okay, you're going to play from early October to the end of March. Um, and you, they've never made this sacrifice. So they really can't predict what their body and what their mind's going to do in the middle of January. They just want to quit. Right. And they'll get a girlfriend, they'll get an injury. They're not playing. 
and it's the freshman and or sophomore wall they all hit it it's the first time they're on varsity they they all hit that yep. wall when they're not used to it and there's and as a coach you, you try to predict it you try to help them overcome it but it's very difficult it is so explain explain how you practice when do you practice how do you set up practice is it is it an issue with gym um anything like yeah, that i share the i share the gym with the girls team um okay. and we have a in you know, practice can range from two hours to an hour and a half. <clears throat> uh, we practice uh, six days a week in the beginning. We have Saturdays off. Um, Sunday's practices can go a little bit longer, but that usually introduces film into the practice. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it, it, I think the intensity in the beginning of the season, um, and I think we just develop, a, a, you know, our full court press, our man-to-man defense and offense, but we see so much zone um, in the city and really? so much, yeah, and so much uh, pressure that it's really important for us to to develop, um, you know, abilities to move the ball. So passing and catching and cutting, uh, probably a high on the agenda. It's okay. not so much dribbling, right? Because you know, I don't want guys dribbling into traps. Right, kids over dribble. <laughs> it's the first thing they learn how to do. Um, do you? Um, do you do you, most of your kids live within like really close, or do they have to spend thirty minutes on the subway to get to to, to school? Thirty minutes sounds about right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, some a few kids can walk, but most everybody takes the train or the bus. The and train I or myself the bus. to yeah. get there, but I'm just saying they're not they're not they're not going they're not they're not a long they're not like hours on the subway they're not no everybody everybody's in the Bronx. Yeah. Everybody's in the Bronx. That's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's everybody. In the Bronx. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, what I would ask is that you go over, uh, check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. We all want to become life, lifelong learners. We all want to become better at our craft. And I know you do too. I am here to help. As soon as you, as soon as you subscribe, you, you will get an email from me. You can, we can communicate. Um, well, one-on-one calls, office hours, you name it. We got it. Um, so go over and check that out. Also, if you're doing any shopping on Amazon, make sure you go over and check out www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon. That will take you that bookmark that every time you shop, you won't even know you're doing it. And it helps us with our hosting fees and, and, you know, putting almost four or 500 podcasts up for you to listen to. So go over and do that and then subscribe and like jump off that treadmill right now, subscribe and like, and, uh, yeah, we would really appreciate that. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Hey, Coach, um, sorry about the audio on this, but I wanted to, to give a big shout-out to, to Mark and all his stuff. Down below, you'll find his drill. You'll find his book. All of, all, everything is in the show notes that you'll need for this. So make sure you go check this out. Let's go back yeah, to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, everybody's in the Bronx. So that's good for, that's good for practice. Um, what do you think the hardest thing to teach is? Oh, without a doubt, it's, it's the help to helper. Um, you know, on defense and and that could be in any man or zone is the ability to just, what's the other guy doing when someone else leaves his man? Um, and that just creates all sorts of problems on recovery, on rebounding. Um, and then, you know, it's, and so usually, I mean, the upperclassmen get it, but I mentioned freshmen earlier, it takes a long time, you know, and obviously I'd like them to watch more basketball. I mean, right. coaches. Can. Yeah. And <clears throat> if you watch for, I mean, Virginia, I mean, I was at the final four Virginia and Texas tech were prime examples of it, but it's not only the, it's not only the first rotation, it's the second and third rotation that I find yeah. so hard to get. It's like, mm-hmm. they'll stop the ball, but it's yeah. that 
it's that second or third rotation that's really hard. Um, if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? I would shoot, um, probably shoot, and probably shoot some more. I'm just kidding. No, I'm dead serious. No, I mean, you're not the, you're not the, you're not the yeah, first no. one to say that. Some people have said, shoot, shoot, shoot. I mean, it gets lost in practice. Yeah. It, it does. I don't know why. And I've done this for 30 years. It, it, it's one of those yeah. skills that just, oh, it gets yeah. lost. It gets lost because we're all worried about other things. Mm-hmm. No, and no, obviously we want our players to get better. <clears throat> we want our team to get better. And uh, that balance gets lost throughout the season. Um, and that's what I always talk about. Like, you know, the, the singular player versus the plural team, you know, it's such a hard balance. But we, um, you know, what I love for guys to get better at it, though, is, is, is the ability to compete and the intensity and to hold on to that and just this small desire to get better. You know, and it could be free throw shooting. It could be, you know, obviously three-point shooting. But it's also finishing. And so there's different components to shooting. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's it's the it's the contact and the unpredictability. You know, I I just remember when I, when you when I grew up, it's like they taught you to shoot a layup one way. Well, that's <laughs> you shoot that layup like five percent of the time that way. Yeah, you know, right? You have to they, go I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're always having to do other things. Um, uh, did you, let's think back. Um, okay, so I like I love this question. Can you think of one coaching moment that we could dive into? that the audience could learn from? From my own perspective? Yeah, from, or your, from you, that you've learned. So some coaching moment that you've had that would that the audience would love that we could learn from, something that's happened to you along the, the route of coaching as long as you have. Well, I think what happened, in, it's 2012, we were one of the top teams in the city. Um, we had our first round game at home against a team that was 500. I went to go scout him um, and I walked out of the gym like, well, I'm, we're going to win this game by 40. And we ended up losing at, at the buzzer. <clears throat> and I think my arrogance um, when I was running practice the next two days uh, infiltrated my team. And so that overconfidence uh, actually just, you know, it's so contagious. It is. <laughs> But it's such a fine line because you want your team play out during the playoffs to have <clears throat> ultimate confidence, but also you want them to have a little bit of fear. And, uh, you know, and yeah. so it's, I, I think you, you, okay. stated, you stated that in such a great way that no one's really done it because you're right. It's, it's such a fine line between being tight and fearful that you're going to lose and it's going to be over, right. but mm-hmm. also being confident, like, um, Virginia was a prime example. They they were they were scared at the begin. If you watch that first half of whoever they played in the first round, they were down like fifteen because they were scared. They were tight. You know, luckily they had the right coach to get them out of that. But um, yeah, it, I, I, you stated that in a great way. The the difference there's that such that fine line between confidence and fear <laughs> come tournament and each, time. Yeah. and each team is very different and I'm I, and I'm like and obviously we've had some great success <clears throat> in the playoffs the last couple of years but um and you kind of have to reinvent that because some of the older guys have know that I may just be full of it you know it's like oh coach we're gonna win we're gonna beat this team and you know and you can't really tell guys that no they actually could beat us <laughs> and right. then you, you go up and beat them by 40 
and um you know that that's it's an old saw and they 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 can see it so it is it's like and what i tell my guys is i'm never gonna lie to you what what i tell them it's like i'm not gonna lie to you you're better than this team but then i put the butt in but if you don't execute you you have a possibility of losing you know it's like well this team's as good as you if not better than you you know i i try you're right because they can read when you're BSing them very easily. Yeah, yeah you got to be truthful. Right, you got to be truthful. Um, what's uh, what's one thing you've learned in the last six months that's made you a better coach? I think actually, once the season ends, <clears throat> to really just move away from basketball. Um, <laughs> and the coaches probably, especially now they're getting ready for the next season. And if there's, if, if coaches listen to this in the off season, um, yeah, take some time off. Um, it's yeah. really important to, uh, physically, mentally, you know, not just to be with your family, but kind of be by yourself and kind of build up yourself and your own, I think mental, uh, not that the season's full of trauma, but there are things that you're disappointed in, even if you won a championship, um, that, things can go the way you want it during the season. And it's important to come and just rest. Yeah. What I, my rule is a month. Like we, we're basically a little bit more than a month out. I'm just starting to rev back up. I take, my wife, I take my wife somewhere for spring break. That's part of the deal. And then it's, a, and, and not that I'm not doing basketball stuff and I'm checking in with the guys and stuff, but I, there's been no meetings. There's then no like that kind of stuff. It's, it, because if I don't, it's like, that's the only way, first of all, for the young coaches that are listening, this is the only way you're going to be able to do it for the long haul. If you don't shut down for some stretch, you're going to burn out. Um, you have to. <laughs> you have to. Um, give me one fundamental drill that you think is great that's, that the coaches might like to, to hear about. You know, uh, it's a really simple drill. As go with shooting, we, you know, I stole it from Mike Maker, who coached at. Marist and coach at Williams College for a long time. It's just a you sit on the or you stand on the box <clears throat> and you just kind of raise your elbow and you just shoot it off the glass. Okay. And it's just and it just becomes this form shooting, um, but at a different angle. But just using the backboard. Um, and I always feel it's a great drill to warm up. Um, and you just see how many you can make in a row. Right. I, I, and I always use the analogy with golfing. Like I tell my, if any one of my players walks in the gym, you'll see them warm up the same way. They warm mm -hmm. up close. We call them perfect shots where they yep. don't hit the rim because right. I go, go watch tiger. He's not putting 35 footers. When he walks on the putting green, he's putting like three footers. Then he works his way out, you know? Um, so yeah, I love, I love that. That's a, that's a great thing. Um, let's see. Uh, what would you tell a young coach? Like a young coach is listening to this other than take some time off. Well, it's the toughest job you'll ever love, you know, <laughs> and, I was, and I was in the Peace Corps, but I'm stealing it from them. Um, that it, it's, it's so rewarding. But when you're, when you're starting out, you don't see the reward because um, you planted some seeds, <clears throat> excuse me, and some young men, and then you won't see them become young men for five, six, seven, eight years later. And when they do come back, um, they're, they're filled with great memories of practice. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's what they hold on to. And so, you know, and that's what we hold on to as coaches because we had, you know, we're probably in the game because someone kind of did something to the game that forced us to stay in it. Right, 
Right. And is that I don't know. Is that, is that proverb about planting a tree? You never see the tree you plant. Something like you know. No, we that, totally see it though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but it, we get to see it. But it's like you know, you're never going to see that you know redwood become a redwood. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't plant the seed kind of thing. And that's you know, as a teacher or coach, that's I mean, that's why I do it. I mean, I've had you know, um, Williams is a great school too. My son's looking at a bunch of those schools out east. Okay. Um, is he going to play? Uh, I don't know if he, he, that's a great question. He can shoot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so he can shoot and he's six foot. So, he, and he's a coach's kid, but he can, sh- like, he can legit shoot. So, um, you know, he's looking, I think Middlebury's on his list and, um, you know, he's got like Colby, like the little Ivies. I, I, I went to, I went to Dartmouth. So, um, my brother went to Dartmouth. So we know the East coast pretty well. We'll see. I mean, he's smart. He's a smart kid. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't reached out to those coaches yet. That's that's on my list to do for sure. Okay. Well, hopefully they're listening. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He he he, he, he took a, um he took a, a video class down at Pace University down by the mm-hmm. the yeah and this summer and I said, do you want to go to school in New York? He goes, oh, I don't know, Dad. A little bit, a little bit big for me, but. <laughs> He he was fun because him and his cousin did it, and they were able to run around and jump on the subway and mm-hmm. you know just be kids. Um, do you have any superstitions before the game? Uh, I'm the last one to leave the locker room. <clears throat> I shut the lights off and lock the door. Ah. Um, and so my best friend's visiting, and he's hanging out in the room, and I'm waiting for him to get upstairs. This is before the first playoff game, <clears throat> and he's just like, hey, "I'll meet you up there." I was like, no, you got to get out of here. I got to lock up. Lock and he's looking, <laughs> I was like, what? And he's looking at me like I'm a madman. But, you know, I was like, no, you're going to ruin it. We're going to lose in the first round because of you. But, yeah, superstitions uh, aren't bad. I'm always the last one on the bus. Like, I'm the last one to get on the bus. Like, I know. Yeah. People freak out if someone, if, if they think, I, like, players will freak out. People, like, no, no. It's like, because they know, you know, it's like, I'm the last one to get on. Just, it's like a closure thing. Um, I know rational but um but it works no but it's ritual it's ritual the, the great ones have rituals um if you could only run one offense and one defense for an entire game what would you do uh one offense uh, there's this beautiful horn set that i think uh takes away um every type of defense if you're if you're playing pack or if you're you know denying if you're super aggressive uh there's this horn set i think that um hey everybody i hope you enjoyed that make sure you go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better 14-day free trials disappearing pricing's changing there's no better time than right now to get over and join um you know i will i will email you you will get an email from me you'll get a bunch you'll get a video from me Anytime you have a question, I am here to serve and make you a better basketball coach. That's one of the reasons I started teachhoops.com. Make sure you subscribe and like. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.